everyone, and welcome back to the Sky's the Limit podcast. My name is Skylar Margolin. That still feels so weird to say. (laughs) I want to start off this episode by saying thank you so much to everybody who listened to the first episode of this podcast. I've had people who I haven't even talked to in months reach out to me saying that they enjoyed it. So that's so encouraging because obviously starting something new can be nerve wracking, but getting such nice feedback from people is super encouraging. So before we get into this episode, I did want to take a moment to just recognize and give my prayers out to anybody affected by the Texas shooting. I just want to say that my heart goes out to you, prayers out to you, and just recognize that. So going into today's topic, we're going to be talking about spending time alone and self-sufficiency. I wasn't exactly sure what to talk about this week, but I put two options on my Instagram at the sky's the limit and this topic one. So that's what we're going to be going into today. I just want to start by talking about, for me, what self-sufficiency really means. Obviously, self is yourself. And then sufficient, if you actually look up the definition on Google, the definition that comes up is enough or adequate. I don't know. I think that's just something to really keep in mind going into this episode that At the end of the day, the root of self-sufficiency is feeling enough and adequate with who you are and yourself, just self-confidence in general. So why do we struggle to be alone? Well, there's so many reasons, but I think one of the biggest contributors to it is social media. I mean, obviously a super big culprit to many struggles we have today especially when it comes to being alone. Always seeing people with other people can definitely lead to this rabbit hole of comparison, which to a certain extent can lead to another rabbit hole of insecurity or anxiety. I know for me, I definitely go on Instagram when I per se want to have like alone time or just relax, which now talking this through, I feel like isn't always the best option because say I'm sitting down and I go on my phone to quote rest I'm seeing what everyone else is doing and it kind of makes you think like am I not doing enough or should I be doing what they're doing so social media definitely can contribute to feeling like alone time is lonely time because we may not feel like we're doing enough when we see what everyone else is doing tying into that I saw this quote a really long time ago but for some reason it really resonated with me and stuck with me all these years And it was, we were never meant to know this much about this many people. I think that's super important to keep in mind and a really good reminder that at the end of the day, I mean, whether you believe in God or not, I truly believe God never meant for us to be able to access what everyone else is doing so easily. So it comes down to our own self-control when using social media. Obviously, one option is to limit social media usage, but I know that's not always practical for a lot of people. I know for me, I have to use social media for even some of my classes. And I've definitely set those time limits that you can put on your social media apps. But let's be real, we always ignore them. I always click like ignore time limit and keep going or I'll click the 15 minutes more button like literally 15 times. (laughs) 
So I think an alternative to possibly limiting your social media usage, if that's potentially not practical for you, is to instead change up the content that you're viewing. When we do kind of feed into the comparison game, even if it's subconscious, to just change up the content you're viewing because say you're constantly viewing other people do xyz when you're spending time alone you could instead be viewing content that is motivating to you and inspiring to you and that sounds very cheesy and very whatever but it's true i'm gonna be honest i definitely found myself feeding into that whole rabbit hole myself this past year and i kind of realized it's up to me to change that and since i knew setting time limits on my apps wasn't working I figured, all right, well, if I can't change the amount of time I'm spending on it, I can change what is on it, at least in my feed. So guys, you will be surprised how easy it is to change up your feed. And I'm talking about the one that like you can view and scroll through. Um, It's as simple as liking the photos that you want to see on your feed and want to see on your Explorer page. I can spend literally probably all day going through my explorer page because Instagram has curated an explorer page that is just so motivational and inspiring to me. And it used to not be that way, but I changed up my feed. I changed up the content I was viewing. And now when I go on social media, I'm constantly finding things that help me stay encouraged or benefit me or new like places around my hometown to check out, which obviously so much better for your mental health than constantly seeing what other people are doing. And don't get me wrong, it's always cool to use social media to catch up with people. But like I said in last episode, another kind of tool you can use on Instagram actually is called like, I think it's called the favorites feed or something like that. Basically, if you go on the Instagram page where you like scroll through your feed, at the top left, if you click on like the Instagram logo thing, a drop down menu should come up and you can add certain accounts to that favorites feed so that say maybe you know that you're spending time alone and you just want to relax, you can go on that feed and just see accounts that you know keep you motivated and actually allow you to rest during that time, which I think is such a great tool. And I never knew about it until one of my friends told me about it this week. So I figured I would share that because it could definitely help some of y'all out. But yeah, I mean, just overall, using social media to be inspired and keep you motivated rather than maybe feeding into that comparison can definitely help you. So I think another thing that's really hard for some people with being alone is that maybe you're constantly used to being around people and when you are constantly around people, you're kind of always distracted from potential voids or gaps in your life. So when you do have that alone time and when you do have time to kind of just sit and think and analyze your life, you're kind of exposed to places in your life that maybe you want to grow in or fill. And I mean, it can be really hard sometimes to face those realities. So I know for me in the past, when I've dealt with this, it's usually out of either dependency on somebody else or going back to the definition of self-sufficiency, not feeling adequate or like enough. And I figured I would just kind of just share out of experience some things that have helped me with combating that. So the first thing, if you are finding yourself maybe dependent on other people, think about it this way. If you had a friend to do something with when you feel alone, what would you do? 
And why not do it by yourself? Because I feel like pushing yourself to do things alone is the first step in kind of becoming independent rather than dependent on other people. And it sucks to admit sometimes, but you really have to put the effort in to become independent and to rely on yourself and to learn about yourself. So that also kind of ties into the other side of that, which is if you just don't feel adequate within yourself and you don't feel like you're enough, think about it this way. Would you, if you were somebody else, if you were somebody who you have never met before and you were meeting yourself, would you want to be friends with yourself or would you want to date yourself? And if not, why? Because that why might be why it's so hard for you to spend time alone. I kind of like to think about it as finding what makes you feel like a kid again, because I feel like those kind of things kind of bring out the best in us and make us feel the most joyful. So some of those things I kind of do to bring out that side of me is going on a walk and listening to a podcast or music while I go. I also really like actually getting meals by myself in public. I love going to my favorite food places and just putting my headphones in and just having a meal by myself. It is so fun to go out and get dinner or lunch or whatever with a friend, but there's also something so special about doing it by yourself because you don't really have to like keep a conversation with anyone and you can kind of just spend that time alone. I mean, who doesn't love food? Who doesn't love listening to music or a podcast? So why not do both at once by yourself, you know? I know getting a meal by yourself in public can be very scary for some people, but if you think about it this way, one, if you do it, you may find something that you actually really enjoy doing by yourself, and maybe that's your little gateway into enjoying spending time alone. And two, if you try it, you're going to feel so good about yourself because you're trying something that is pushing you out of your comfort zone. And that's going to give you a sense of accomplishment. And say for some reason you don't enjoy doing it, then at least you tried. I really kind of have this whole rejection is redirection thing going on in my mind right now. And that's not necessarily only for rejection of other people towards yourself, but also yourself towards other things. So say you don't like getting a meal by yourself in public, that is you kind of rejecting that potential opportunity to spend time alone and redirecting you to find something that better suits your interests. So I just went off on a whole tangent, but some other examples of things I like doing is exploring places in my hometown. It's very cliche, but I never realized until I left my hometown how great it was. And last summer I spent a lot of time traveling. So this summer, since I'm spending a lot of time at home, I'm really trying to like find new places that I enjoy around here. I found so many really pretty parks and just new restaurants and things to try out. And I honestly have no shame in doing it by myself. In fact, I've actually really enjoyed doing it by myself. Because when you think about it this way, I'm finding all of these places that I really love going to and really love experiencing on my own. So when I do have friends or family or Chris comes down to experience it with me, it makes it 10 times better. I mentioned this in my last episode, but I also love going to the gym and just kind of working off any stress from the day. And obviously the gym working out releases endorphins. Thank you, Legally Blonde. And that is going to make you feel super good. So yeah, just trying new things, doing things that you know are going to make you feel good afterwards and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to do it alone is the first step in enjoying spending time by yourself. And 
say none of those examples that I just listed really suit you. Here's two questions to kind of get you started on thinking about what maybe you can try doing by yourself. So the first one, what have you always wanted to do, but quote, never have enough time for? Because I feel like a lot of us have goals, aspirations, things that we've always wanted to try or do that we've just never done because we claim we don't have the time for it. I'm guessing a lot of people chose this topic for me to talk about this week because a lot of us are home for the summer and we don't really have as much going on as when we're at school. We don't have like the same friends around us. Some of our friends may be staying in their college town. And because of that, you have so much time on your hands by yourself that you don't know what to do with. So why not do those things that you claim you never have time for, but have always wanted to do? So the second kind of prompt or question is if you had zero responsibilities right now, like none at all, you don't even have to walk your dog. You don't have to do any schoolwork, nothing. What would you want to do right now? I know for me, that would definitely be going to the beach, but say you're not near a beach. What would you want to do? What can you do around the area you're in? Be creative about it and look up places in your area. Actually, a really good way to do this is if you go on Apple Maps or Google Maps, whatever you use, just type in fun things to do and click search and I promise you things will come up. I've actually found some of my favorite places in Gainesville and in Jupiter just by doing that. Also, there's this really cool app called All Trails. This is obviously not sponsored, but... It's just an app where you can find like nature trails around you. And of course, everything that I'm saying, be like safe about. Just know your area, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, I think all of this ties back into what we talked about last week too, of having goals for yourself and the importance of that. Because say the struggle with being alone for you is just dependency on other people. Having goals for yourself gives you something to strive for and always work for as an individual. And it does kind of force you to have that independence that maybe you're lacking. So if you want some inspiration for goals for yourself for the summer, I listed some of mine in my last episode and you can go ahead and listen to that. But say none of the above is your case and you're just an extrovert. You feed off of other people's energy and you just simply rather have company. Well, think about it this way. You can't change your circumstances if the people that you want to spend time with are not close by you or they're unavailable. So time is limited. Why not use it wisely? I'm taking an economics class right now, and we started off the semester talking about opportunity cost, which if you don't know, they kind of explained it in a real life situation like this. So say you have two hours to allot your time. You have an exam next week that you really need to study for, but you also have a friend that you haven't seen in a while and you really want to hang out with them. Well, you obviously only have two hours. So say you can only choose one of them and you decide that studying for your exam next week is the best option for you at that moment. Your opportunity cost would be the two hours you would spend hanging out with your friend. And so tying that back into this If you have, say, three months this summer to spend time with yourself, would you rather spend it kind of sulking in the fact that you are alone and viewing spending time alone as kind of something that isn't fun? Or would you rather spend it finding ways to enjoy spending time with yourself or finding new hobbies, new traits, new things that you enjoy doing? 
it all comes down to how you want to allot your time. And I really think time alone can be such a blessing. So using that time wisely is definitely something you can use to your advantage. And just some little like helpful reminders as far as like distance with maybe loved ones. Remember that distance is temporary and the people who matter will make time for you eventually. My best friend from high school, Shayna, lives in Boston now and I'm still in Florida. So we're a couple hours of a flight away and we still manage to stay in touch. It may not be every day. But another side of that is that it's also so cool that, you know, Shayna's living her life in Boston and making these big moves and doing what she needs to do up there. And I, when I'm in Gainesville, I'm doing the same thing as far as my major and my goals. And when we're both home or if we have a chance to call, we get to share that with each other. So we both get to grow individually, but still love each other from a distance. And that goes for any relationship that maybe you can't be with that person or you can't be in close proximity with somebody that you want to be with. So yeah, just reminding yourself that your relationships are where they need to be. Independence is such a special thing. And those people that maybe you wish you were with, if they're really important to you, you will see them again. You guys will make it a point to see each other again and just kind of embrace the fact that you guys can grow as people and still come together and kind of get to know those changes within each other once you are together again. So I feel like the last kind of reason that people may struggle to be alone or spend time alone is difficulty with balance. So it can go in two sides of the spectrum. One being an excessive feeling of loneliness and that just kind of can make being alone feel even worse or struggling with having too busy of a social life and kind of being a people pleaser in a way. I'm going to start off with the excessive feeling of loneliness. So maybe you're struggling to meet people or you just haven't met your people yet. A super easy way to kind of find a community is to find some kind of organization that's centered around the things that interest you. I know for me, Guys, I was in such a lonely period of my life this past kind of end of fall semester, my sophomore year. And that's when I really decided to dive into my local church. And I met such great friends through there. And it kind of gave me that sense of community I needed at the time. And so, yeah, definitely getting involved in like a church or a temple or whatever it is you believe in is a great way to do that. Or if you're not religious, maybe then if you enjoy sports, getting involved in like some local sports club or a sports club at your school. Another great way is to reach out to people on social media. You would be so surprised at how willing people are to kind of start a conversation over social media. I've actually met some of my close friends off of social media. Layla, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, I actually, guys, I reached out to Layla on Instagram, my summer going into sophomore year and she was coming in as a freshman and I kind of reached out to her I was like actually funny story I found her on TikTok and then I found her on Instagram because I thought she was literally so precious and I realized we had a lot of similarities so I DM'd her and I was like hey girl like if you ever want to meet up for coffee I'd love to like tell you more about UF and Greek life and whatever else you want to hear 
And now she's one of my greatest friends. So super cool. You never know when just reaching out to somebody on Instagram could start a really good friendship. Find some common interests within you guys and start a conversation off of that. So going on the other hand of that spectrum of maybe you feel too consumed by your schedule and you just feel so overwhelmed. Well, go down to the root of the problem. What makes you feel like you need to split yourself so thin? And be honest with yourself because I know I've been there. And to be honest, the reason was that I felt like if I wasn't at something, maybe I would miss out or I just didn't want to miss out on a potential good opportunity for me. And whatever it was, I was overwhelming myself way too much, especially back in high school. And at the end of the day, I didn't have time to rest for myself and I didn't like have a chance to just stop and think. I remember there was a certain semester, I think it was spring semester of my freshman year, where I would go two weeks without calling my parents because I was literally so busy. I had so much on my plate. And I feel like that's kind of a good way to determine whether or not you're kind of maybe spreading yourself too thin is do you have time to like still devote enough time to the people that you love? And that includes yourself. Do you have enough time to devote to yourself Are you feeling like you're adequate and like you are enough and you're doing enough? Or are you maybe doing all of these things and filling your schedule because you don't feel like you're enough? Well, if anyone hasn't told you yet, you are and you are doing enough and letting go of things in your schedule in order to make time for yourself is perfectly okay and is it is definitely warranted. A break is needed in all things. If you believe in God and you're Christian Just kind of go back to that verse that says like, come to me and I will give you rest. God wants us to rest and it is needed. So just something to keep in mind. Don't get me wrong. It is so great to socialize. I love getting out there, meeting new people, hanging out with my friends, but it's also okay to not be present at every social event ever. I mean, especially in college, it is so, so, so easy to fill your schedule too much. There is something going on, especially if you're in Greek life every single day of the week. But I mean, if you think about it, you don't need to go to everything. And if maybe you have homework due or you have just worn yourself out for the week, let yourself rest. I know for me in the past, a big reason why I would fill my plate so much, especially my freshman year, was due to FOMO because I know I was always trying to meet new people and keep up with these new relationships. But Guys, I promise you nothing will change if these people are really going to be good friends or if they are already good friends. A good friend will never purposely make you feel left out if you didn't go to something. And in fact, they're going to make you know that you were missed. Sierra, if you're listening to this, I promise you guys this girl can vouch that she invites me to so many things and 75% of the time I say I'd rather stay in and the next day I'll ask her how it went and she'll always usually say, but it would be better if you were there. So yeah, friends like that are real ones. So yeah, find friends like that that don't make you feel anxious if you don't go to something. But also I think a big thing that has come up, especially with me and Sierra, because she definitely likes to invite me to a lot of things that I either can't go to or just would rather stay in is to communicate that and to just explain to your friends maybe like, hey, I would really love to go, but I can't. I really need time to rest and to hope that they respect that. I know there has been times where 
my friends think I'm going to go to something. And I was bad at communicating that I wasn't. And that kind of led to different rabbit holes. So just be sure to communicate that to your friends if you are going to make some changes in your schedule and like maybe stay in a little more than you used to. A question I kind of always ask myself is, will I be happier going to this event or will it benefit me to spend time with myself refueling my what I like to call social battery? Because if I'm going to go to an event and my social battery is dead, I'm going to feel very unfulfilled even just going. And I know I'm going to go and not want to be there. And it's not really going to be the best time. So I'd rather just kind of stay in and like refuel and be ready for the next event that comes up. Yeah, just make sure you're taking care of yourself and taking care of your social battery and refueling yourself, making sure you're feeling adequate enough to do whatever it is you're choosing to do. So lastly, I'm just going to give you guys a couple reminders, just general reminders when it comes to feeling alone or maybe not feeling self-sufficient. Um, first off, if you are a Christian or believe in God, remind yourself that you're never alone in any walk of life because God is with you at all times. And I feel like a lot of the time in my experience and in my friends' experiences, when God puts us in a place of loneliness or feeling maybe not sufficient in ourselves, it is usually because he wants us to use this time to deepen our relationship with him. And yeah, I just encourage you if you're in that space to find out why he's giving you this time to be alone because it can be really eye-opening for you. So the next kind of little reminder I have is if you're young, you have your entire life ahead of you. So take time and make the most of the time to be alone while you have it. Because if you're older, I bet you can vouch for this. If you have a family, you likely rarely get time to yourself. So yeah, it is that much more precious and worth taking advantage of as the years go on. I'm just going to close with saying time alone is really such a blessing. And I think it's important to treat it as one. A lot of this really does come down to mindset and viewing time alone and viewing yourself as enough and adequate as we talked about in the beginning. Yeah, just finding ways to feel sufficient in yourself, finding what makes you feel alive again and like a kid and feel full. So yeah, I hope this episode helped some of you guys in kind of figuring out what that may mean for you. Um, some housekeeping things real quick before I end this episode is one, I know I got a lot of feedback that last episode was a little choppy in some areas and I promise I'm working on that. It was a lot to do with just saying, um, but like a lot, which I feel like a lot of us struggle with. So I tried to be a little more mindful of that this episode and hopefully it comes out a little better, but it's a work in progress and you guys are here with me on that. So thanks for being understanding. And Two, I don't have a posting schedule yet, but I am going to be posting weekly. I just kind of have to figure out like what day of the week works best for me right now. It's kind of hard to figure out because every day kind of varies, especially since I'm home for the summer. But once I figure that out, I will definitely like put it on the Instagram for you guys to know. Yeah, so I think that's all I have for this week's episode. Of course, if you liked it, please, please, please give it a rating on Spotify, Apple Music. We finally got this podcast on Google Podcasts, which is amazing because I know some Android users will probably appreciate that. Don't forget to follow the Instagram. The podcast Instagram is at the sky is the limit. 
and my personal Instagram is skylar.mergolan with an A in Skylar. I know that's kind of something people get mixed up sometimes. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Bye.